Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to Toronto Raptors 123-109 win against the Golden State Warriors. Riker, it's the NBA Finals and the Toronto Raptors have a 2-1 lead. I- I'm so ecstatic right now. Absolutely, Ben. It's good to pull one, a rare victory on the road in the Oracle Arena. Mm-hmm. But before we get started, start with the comment of the day, a... Short one, short brief, but to the point, epic cool master. On the last video, it's a good one on the reason why Kawhi Leonard is most likely now to stay in Toronto next season. So check that out if you haven't yet. But epic cool master said, game three is ours. And like I said, brief to the point, but that's how it happened, Ben. Or, yeah, I mean, Clay Thompson out. What what else is there to expect? Clay, Steph Curry put on a show. Uh, they really, the Golden State Warriors really hustled out there you know they played their Mm -hmm. hearts out really tried to get this game back in their control in the fourth quarter but the raptors they went in there this is the easiest game that they possibly could have won against the raptors being so or sorry the raptors could have won against such a depleted warriors team and they went out there and sealed the deal yeah they came out they played they took advantage of injuries but you know before people you know kind of write off this series or this win or the the beginning of the series there's still a lot of great players on this Warriors team it's not like they're completely depleted of talent you know DeMarcus Cousins Draymond Green Steph Curry they're all legitimate all-stars in this league Andre Godala Sean Livingston they're good role players the Toronto Raptors had to come out be strong against these players and the guy that really led the charge tonight was Kyle Lowry 23 points 9 assists 4 rebounds from Kyle 8 of 16 from the field, 5 of 9 from the three-point line. What did you see from Kyle Lowry in this game? Yeah, I saw Kyle Lowry hustling out there. Mm-hmm. I want to, though, contradict or counter your point, though. I mean, yes, Iguodala is pretty good, but he's also playing injured. And DeMarcus Cousins only played 19 minutes tonight on four points, one for seven from the yeah. from the field. So they're not playing with an amazing team, Ben. They're really playing with Steph Curry. I said he's going to get 30, 40 shots up tonight. They mm-hmm. relied on him to get the majority of shots. Jonas Jurebko, I think, was the next guy up or the next man up in terms of bearing that scoring load. So it was an interesting game to watch. I think fouling, just to completely go on a tangent for a second, I think the refs mm-hmm. was just making this game completely unbearable, really, from a spectator standpoint, the amount that they were calling and questionable calls for both teams, both sides. But I like, and to circle back to your point, I like how despite it all, Every time that the, mm-hmm. the Warriors clawed back in, you had a guy like Kyle Lowry burying crucial open shots yep. and creating. And that's what the Raptors, their persistence tonight really paid off. Yep, certainly. Every time, because the Golden State Warriors, right, regardless of who's on the roster, as long as Steph Curry is playing, the gravity that he brings to the game their they, their potential energy to go on a ridiculous run is always a maximum level. And whenever that started to trigger down a little bit, it was whether it was Kawhi, Danny Green, and for the most part Kyle Lowry, you know, he did the most of these these types of shots, they just completely quieted the Golden State Warriors crowd, which usually gets pretty rowdy, especially in the playoffs, but they were completely silenced in this game today. And, you know, Kyle Lowry it, it's it's reminiscent of prime Kyle Lowry. You know, you remember the shots that he'd take, those transition threes where he just bang a shot whenever the Raptors needed it. Those were the shots he was hitting tonight. I was I was dumbfounded by by Kyle Lowry's just composure in such a game. You know where you know the Raptors need to win one game on the road, and the fact that everyone showed up and played well, I, I was very happy to see that. I'll admit to you, Ben, I've underrated the ability for the Warriors to play good defense now of course they're one of the best Mm -hmm. team defensive teams in the nba and they have been it makes sense they've gone to the nba finals five straight seasons in a row 
it's almost yep. unparalleled from any team in recent NBA history, and they're on a trajectory to become one of the greatest NBA teams of all time, right? They. Yep. But with that being said, I feel like the teams that the Raptors have had to overcome on the defensive end, right? The yep. Milwaukee Bucks, huge. The 76ers, a huge team. I just thought that the Warriors would have an easier time with guys like Marcus Gasol getting, you know, under the basket shots and Kawhi Leonard being able to get around defenders and get shots in the key a little more easily in the paint. But they've really had to work for a lot of their points. And what I think that the key difference was from tonight's game and last night's game is they relied on their teammates a lot more. And you could yep. see that everybody was getting shots up. Like you had mentioned, Danny Green getting points, and Marcus All getting points, and Pascal Siakam finally returning to form. So I, I saw a good team play up there tonight. Yeah, certainly. You bring up the assists. Obviously, Kyle Lowry with nine. Pascal Siakam with six assists. Kawhi with six assists. Marcus All with four. You know, Fred Van Vliet with two. Pretty well everyone that played, you know, touched the ball. They swung. They got the ball moving. And that was a great sight to see. You brought up the name Danny Green. And he's been struggling throughout this postseason. But tonight, six threes for Danny Green. 18 points, five rebounds. He, you know, when Danny Green, the whole season, I remember we we talk on the podcast it seemed like Danny Green never missed a corner three-point shot throughout the regular season. And it seems like from the Bucks series on, he just couldn't make one. He wasn't capable of making those open corner threes. And finally tonight, he got a, he got a few going at the beginning of the game. Then he just started hitting those dumb Danny Green threes we see him hit when he's, when he's hot, when he's on fire. Yeah, and it's the same thing as Pascal Siakam in Game 1. Don't expect Danny mm-hmm. Green to have a third straight game in a row on... Six for ten, and I believe in the first yeah. game. And what? How many did he hit? Eight threes this game, or at least I think six threes tonight. Six threes. So yeah. don't expect to have those shots night in and night out from your guys. But what I would like to expect, and what I think it's actually very possible from Danny Green now that he's playing with confidence, is that he can knock down yeah. at least two to three threes a night, and that's mm-hmm. critical for the Toronto Raptors to be able to have yep. the floor spaced out a little bit more when you have guys like Kawhi Leonard trying to get points. Now, he had a really fantastic game, but I felt like this was his toughest night for how much the def- defense was swarming him and how much he really had to be mm-hmm. aggressive in creating a shot. Yeah, certainly the shots that Kawhi were, was hitting, they they were all pretty ridiculous shots. You know, the, the Golden State Warriors, their whole game plan, the whole series has been to shut down Kawhi and hopefully no one else... You know, gets going, and unfortunately for them, they they loaded the defense on Kawhi, but they still couldn't stop him. And the rest of the starting unit, plus Fred VanVleet, got going. You know, so shout out to Kawhi for overcoming that. Thirty points for Kawhi, two blocks, two steals, six assists, seven rebounds. This is what you know we brought him in for. This is why he's a superstar. This is why he's arguably the best player in the NBA. You know, and his passing was even good tonight. That's his one kind of, you know, flaw, if you so to speak, in his game. He he was passing the ball good as well. You know, I was very impressed. And it seemed very quiet as well. It didn't seem like, you know, he was taking over the game. Steph Curry, he had 47, but his 47 is a loud 47 because he hits those behind-the-back, you know, moves over Kyle Lowry with the step-back threes from three feet behind the line. You know, Kawhi just gets all his buckets in efficient fashion. It's a great sight yeah. to see. Uh, Steph Curry, he exaggerates his shots and he celebrates and he looks at the crowd he looks to be an energizing player whereas Kawhi Leonard he gets his shots right and that's not Mm -hmm. what it's it's not the making of it that he gets for energy at least not in an external way he really it's very internal his motor that gets him going but Ben if you don't mind can we swing into the segments and then continue the conversation after them I just want to keep this on a fast track these games are late and it is hitting me hard (laughs) 
Yeah, no, uh, that's fair. Tonight, the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day. Riker, do you have one in mind? Um, I would say the Fred Van Vliet three-point yeah. shot that iced the game. Yeah, that that shot. You know, Fred Van Vliet, he's been getting the ball in the late fourth quarters of a lot of games. He's had to huck up some shots, you know, game by game. You know, in the Buck series, he banked that one in. I think he, he banked another one in in game one of the, the NBA Finals. And tonight, you know, with Draymond Green running at him, Fred Van Vliet gets the ball kicked out to him. Kawhi was double teamed, so Kawhi throws a, a horrible pass because obviously he's being doubled. You know, to Fred Van Vliet with a second left on the shot clock. He does a little step back, gets set, shoots it, gets bumped by Draymond. The ball seemed to to hit the hit the ceiling of the Oracle Arena. It felt like it had so much arc, and it dropped down with a pure swish bomb. Uh, that 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 kind of sealed the sealed the deal for the Raptors because it was such a clutch shot, such a momentum booster for the team. That 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 was an exciting shot to see. Absolutely. But not all plays can be the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." And tonight, the OGs oh, play of the day. I alluded to it earlier. Steph Curry, you know, he's got the ball on a string. Steph Curry is an amazing basketball player. We, you know, we, we mentioned it, 47 points for him tonight, 14 to 31 shooting, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. He really stepped up to the plate tonight for the Golden State Warriors, and no play was more, you know, in your face, more made you say, oh, geez, than the, the double behind the back. You know, Kyle Lowry played good defense, but he still, you know, you're going to step back a little bit when someone hits you with a quick double cross. And he hit a shot from about two feet behind the three-point line, hit the rim a couple times, but bounced in. You know, that that definitely made me say, oh, geez, Riker. That's fair. I'd uh, swing it over to Serge Ibaka's blocks tonight. He was yeah throwing a block spectacle, but maybe... No, I'm not even going to use that for the next one. So the the true warrior play, we'll, we'll continue that here. I think, mm-hmm. well, no, yeah, that that, that properly fits. That's Serge, Serge Ibaka because his parallel, he was guarding DeMarcus Cousins, but I don't think Serge Ibaka, even though he's been playing it the past two seasons, is a true center. I think he's more of a power forward, and he's shown a lot of uh, ambiguity. No, not ambiguity. What's the word? versatility that's the proper word he's shown a lot of versatility in being able to yep. guard smaller players on the offensive end he's able to he actually his per- perimeter defense i think has really elevated a lot this season and he's shown what he's capable yep. of and draymond green we've picked on him before for saying he's the best defensive player of all time but abaka was showing him how to be a true rim protector tonight um and doing it without having to flop and draw all these calls and exaggeration serge abaka mm-hmm. just hard nose good positioning, got up there contesting shots and got his hands on a lot of possessions and had some nasty blocks in the in the process. Riker, Riker. There there was a party in the Oracle Arena. What what type of party was it? It was a block party, Ben. <laughs> it was a block party for Serge Ibaka in this in game 3 of the NBA Finals. He was swatting everybody. Anyone that came in the lane, you know, he's doing his Bismack Biombo impression. It was just a a great sight to see a real true warrior play of the day for Serge Ibaka. But finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And you know, yeah, I know. Do you have one in mind, Riker? Because I know you like to give out this award. I do. Do you have? I feel like you have something you want to say as well, though. Boogie Cousins. He he's getting it from me. He had that great game too. Kind of surprised everyone, but he kind of reverted back to to an injury, kind of a shell of himself in Game Three. I, I don't know if you had another one in mind. Well, it's he's part of it. Uh, if you really look at Demarcus Cousins, he's the biggest guy out there on the court when he is mm-hmm. on the court. That includes yep. Marc Gasol. He is taller than Marc Gasol, it seems, and he's definitely heavier. 
Definitely big, yeah. And watch his game. I don't know if you've picked up on it. I'm sure lots of people have. But any possession where there's contact, he'll fall. He exaggerates his Mm -hmm. call. And I think that it's time for the refs to step up and look at flopping in this series. Because the Warriors, a lot of them are playing a game where they're exaggerating calls. They're exaggerating, um, you know, charges like that they're trying to take. And I think it's a big part on the referees. I think one, they're playing at, at points. They're calling too much. They're calling bad hand checks. Yeah. Now I know you're technically not allowed to do hand checks. They're calling little bumps, um, a lot of momentum killers, a lot of things that just isn't really fun as a fan to watch. And it ruins think, the flow of the game. Exactly. It ruins the flow of the game. And then there's times where they're not calling really blatantly obvious things that should be called that are really, Really ruining each team's chance to build a legitimate run. So I think that the referees, maybe I'm being a little bit too hard, but what I'm seeing is really a lackluster performance out there, and I've noticed that in all three games so far. And it's not that I'm saying that they're biased towards the Warriors or they're biased towards the Raptors. I think for the most part, the calls have been even. I just think that they're yeah. so disruptive and they're so unnecessary. I mean, Draymond Green, he he should have gotten a technical three or four times over. I think there's mm-hmm. just a lot of nonsense that I think that the ra- the referees should really crack down on. They get my Demary Carroll Gold Star Award. No, that, that that's a hundred percent fair. And you know, to to kind of expand on the the Boogie Cousins thing, and a player that we didn't really talk about, and we have to talk about Marcus All in this game as well. He looked aggressive, and on the defensive end, he shut down all of the because you know Marcus Cousins didn't have the hugest game scoring wise in game two, but the way he impacted the game, just his ability to ball handle and pass, it really killed the Toronto Raptors. And you know, Serge Ibaka with his blocks and Marcus All with his positioning defense on top of Gasol's you know ability to make Boogie work on defense with seventeen point seven rebounds, four assists. I was really happy with the way Gasol played, Siakam played. Our our bigs really outplayed the Golden State Warriors, and it often set the Steph Curry phenomenal performance that they he had tonight. Absolutely, Ben. Now, to finish off this podcast, this is where my optimism ends, unfortunately, for the Toronto Raptors. I obviously yep. I predicted the Ra- the Warriors in five, and the obviously that's impossible now. The Raptors have won two games, but I could not mm-hmm. have foreseen that Clay Thompson would go down. It's expected in game four that likely the entire ensemble will be back, and I think that this is going to be a very big my favorite expression now for the playoffs, a big punch in the face for the Toronto Raptors. Do you have any hope that they could win the next game or even the third game in the Oracle arena? Well, okay. So if we're under the assumption that everyone's back, well, okay. Cause I'm if, pretty sure if, Durant if, is confirmed back for game four. Okay. So if they're, if they're not back, I think we can do and have another game like this. Right. But if the whole ensemble is back, Clay, K- Katie and all them, I look at game two, and I, I brought this up a little bit in the, the Glimmer of Hope video, but I see that the Golden State Warriors in game two had an offense that they won't be able to outperform. Yes, they're harder to guard with Kevin Durant in the lineup and and Clay Thompson, but with Steph Curry's efficiency, Clay Thompson's efficiency, Draymond Green hitting shots, Quinn Cook hitting, you know, ridiculous shots, the role players knocking down everything, you know, other players stepped up in that game. I think they they maxed out their sort of offense. Yes, if KD is dumb and there's some wild stuff, you know, no one's going to stop them if they're firing on all, all cylinders. But if they have a good game for their respective talents, I think the Toronto Raptors can manage them on the defensive end and they'll have a similar performance to the one they had on game two right I don't see them having a much better offensive performance you know despite the fact they have stronger players because I don't think everyone will be able to step up without the amount of touches they had so I think the Toronto Raptors 
you know, they only lost that game by five points record. They're one Kawhi fingertip steal away from winning that game. So I think if the Toronto Raptors could hit shots like they did tonight, or even not at the same levels they did tonight, but, you know, at a, at a relatively decent level, the same way they've been playing since game two of that Buck series, and play the same defense they did in game two, I think we can beat the fully healthy Golden State Warriors. I'm sticking with my prediction. You know, I picked six because I wasn't sure about the health. You know, I thought if the Warriors weren't healthy, we'd win in five. If the Warriors were healthy, we'd win and seven so I'm sticking with six just because I, I don't know the side of health of things for the Golden State Warriors and that still can hold true but well, I, I remain having faith in the Toronto Raptors then fans listeners that is a good argument and I really like the point that you bring up that maybe they have reached their offensive potential maybe we've seen the most so it really becomes can the Raptors keep up with the offense yep. because they've shown displays where they're able to do that and they've shown that they can throw defensive sets at the Warriors which can slow them down in a way that really seems uncharacteristic for the Warriors that you're used to being able to score at any sort of way so do you guys think everybody that's listening do you think it's possible with the rant being inserted back into the lineup with the possible return of clay thompson i don't know if it really matters uh that much if you put you know two great superstars back in the lineup then the warriors is completely different than the team that they played tonight um but yeah. it's interesting it's a good point to bring up so i think that's really it for for tonight's game but it is going to be an exciting game for completely different Riker, the toronto raptors are one game away from being one game away and I cannot be more excited for the tr- the rest of the series. Anyways, you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, we have the IG lives happening every every halftime or pretty well most of them. So definitely follow us on there. The Twitter, that's always blowing up. You know, we, we really appreciate your support. Do you have any last words, Riker? Game four, baby. Game four. Cheers. Game four. <laughs>